Hello and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth, and this is Season 3, Episode 10, Decolonizing Myself, with Matt Manalo. from artist Matt Manalo. He was born in the Philippines and now lives in Houston, Texas. He has a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Painting and a minor in Art History from the University of Houston. His painting, drawing, sculpture, photography, and printmaking all use raw materials and found objects, sometimes collected, oftentimes donated. By doing this, he's making his practice environmentally conscious as well as looking into ideas of scarcity and abundance. He uses the grid as a foundation for most of his work to tackle geography, cartography, borders, and the idea of displacement, while having a conversation of how home should be defined. As a first-generation immigrant, Matt explores home as a two-part environment split between the Philippines and Texas. His work considers the colonization of the Philippines by Spain and Japan and the United States, and what's resulted in the erasure, colorism, and pervasive colonial mentality that he's witnessed there. This is a frequent topic in his work. Here's Matt. My name is Matt Manalo. I'm an artist based in Houston, Texas. I'm also a community organizer. I founded the Philippine X Artists of Houston, and I also run an alternative art space called the Alif Art House. Philippine X is basically the word that we, we are using to have inclusivity um, in our community uh, from basically anyone who identifies themselves as Filipino, Filipina, and other genders. So I moved here in 2004, and when I had left Manila, I was, al- I was already in college and I was pursuing computer engineering. Um, it wasn't really the greatest. I felt like it really wasn't for me and maybe I should think about another profession. So I seeked advice from my family and they suggested that I should go into nursing. And I did for two years. That really didn't work out. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, so I, to sit down with my parents and I had to tell them that I wanted to switch to to fine art. And so around 2006, that's when I decided to, to get into the arts and get my education in that. Um, and then in 2011, that's when I graduated with a bachelor's of fine arts and a minor in art history uh, in painting at the University of Houston. And um, I've worked uh, several jobs uh, in the museum, you know, doing install, um, doing some grunt work, security work, being a ghost painter. Finally, I decided to be a full-time artist and just be working for myself, uh, have my studio at home, uh, and yeah. And then building community um, through the Philippine X Artists of Houston and, and through the art house. I mainly work in uh, mixed media. 
uh, I collect a lot of materials and in a way collage them to a single piece. I always try to include elements of drawing, uh, photography, printmaking, and sculpture in them. My current work is, it, it, it also kind of like gives into the whole idea of uh, breaking bread and being inviting, but at the same time, kind of exposing some truths, ugly truths from history. Because I work in different materials, um, I have objects, you know, uh, that are, and these are, these are objects that are either made in the Philippines or uses um, materials from the Philippines. So I have, um, I have a vintage placemat that was woven in the Philippines and it was given to me by a good friend that I decided to reclaim and embroider it with words that say, not your brown brother on it. And then I have this hardwood, two hardwood chairs, which my family and I brought from the Philippines when we moved here, that I decided to carve on them and add encaustic wax on them as well, on the surface. There was a response to that poem by, by Mark Twain, um, which was a satirical, satirical essay titled To the Person Sitting in Darkness. So it's like those two chairs that are contrasting to each other. Um, and then on top of the words that I etched out of the seat, um, then I put the encaustic wax on top of them. So kind of like inviting, but not really. <laughs> a lot of my work act as a self-portrait because I'm, I'm, I'm always identifying um, and researching about what the Filipino identity is. So a lot of it talks about colonialism, being a victim of colonialism, having a colonial mentality, as an effect of that. And then coming out of that, also trying to look back into pre-colonial history and how I guess now we're kind of like trying to bring that back into our society, that kind of wisdom and knowledge that we've used before we were colonized by Spain and the US. I'm mostly focusing right now on the, the traditional way of tattooing, and, uh, which was called batok. When Spain first came into the Philippines, they were surprised to see that everyone was basically tattooed from, from head to toe. And we were called pintados. So every pattern that was seen or that was tattooed on, on every citizen basically told them about their identity. So that talks about their origin, where their families where their family originated from. And it talks about like their profession as well. To me, the whole idea of having 
like your family tree basically tattooed on your body and what the body means. It just brings like so much excitement for me that I decided to also get, a, you know, a batok done to myself with a traditional. Well, I have like one cool story, by the way. Um, so one of the museums here in Houston, the Manil collection, I was just walking in there and I decided to just walk into their artifacts wing. It's a place in the museum that has always been familiar to me. But for some reason, once I started looking more into, there was a piece there that stood out. It was a print of a Filipino covered in tattoos. And, you know, his history or his story was basically, you know, he was from an island in Mindanao and, and he was brought to Europe as a slave. And he was kind of shown like in a human zoo. So he was basically being exotified because of his tattoos and his, or, or the different language that he spoke or his looks. And unfortunately he died out of, he died with smallpox after a few months of being in Europe. And then they decided to, to skin him or take his skin off and display it in Oxford. So I reached out to the Manil. Uh, I didn't, originally I didn't get a response, but then I was already able to get in touch with their curator and they want to do some programming around that artifact. And yeah, and I was like super excited of finding it out, you know, that it existed there because um, being a Filipino in Houston is, I don't know, strange because Houston doesn't really have kind of like a revolutionary moment in its history. Like the great workers or the Delano strike in California, you know, for Filipinos in Houston, it's mostly professionals. So we don't really have anything to kind of ground ourselves from other than Natsuo Festival. It's Houston, but reversed, where they brought Filipino natives and displayed them like a human zoo, like the ones that they did at uh, St. Louis uh, World Trade Fair. So other than that, we as Filipinos here in Houston, we're trying to really find something where it will really kind of grounding ourselves as a community here. Future Prairie is sponsored by the Oregon Community Foundation, dedicated to improving the lives of all Oregonians through the power of philanthropy. We thank them for their financial support and leadership as we co-create the future of a healthy, thriving, sustainable Oregon. Social practice hasn't always been a part of my art practice. Um, it didn't start until last year and when uh, I founded Philippine Ex Artists of Houston. It's mainly a creative space in a community organized for Filipinos, Filipinas, and Philippine exes who are looking for community and a sense of place 
to be creative here in Houston. I originally had the conversation with Bridget Bray of Asia Society of Texas uh, from an opening where they were show showcasing Filipino artists from uh, different states. So around this time, I was meeting with Bridget and we were, you know, just having conversations about what it is, what does it mean to be a Filipino or Philippine ex artist here in Houston. And, and, and then almost at the same time last year as well, I was also starting my Project Freeway Fellowship with Diverse Works. And the whole fellowship is basically about building an art project within different neighborhoods of Houston. And so I chose A-Leaf. It's also known as to be the most diverse district here in Houston. And it's also where I reside in. So the A-Leaf Art House is basically a communal space for artists or creatives or, or anyone basically who wants to approach, you know, or communicate creati creatively. Uh, it's, it's mainly for artists who reside or make work or have deep connections to A-Leaf, which is uh, a district here in Houston. So Diverse Works is an amazing arts organization here in Houston. It is run by five amazing women who are doing a lot of great stuff for the city, especially for artists. And they really put the artist first, you know, in terms of needs and, um, you know, making sure that the artist get, gets paid and making sure that they're also getting a lot of other opportunities after, you know, fellowships or other projects that, that we've, we've done with them. I even talked about it um, on my last common field session on how Houston was, was a good place for an artist to be at because of, of that. And, you know, there's funding, there's community, there's, uh, there's culture. But now that that's going to be a problem, um, what are the art institutions going to do to be able to support themselves. So for me, you know, because I also run an art space and, and really focusing on the Valve community, I feel like in a way there's like a silver lining to that. So if you really want to be progressive, then you have to really focus on where you're getting your money from. Um, because for myself, you know, um, I'm not really getting any kind of funding. Um, I mean, at the moment from fellowships, yes, but then um, to be able to run this space completely independently from all of the things that we think is not good, I think is, um, is also kind of paving the pathway for, for more progressive approach into programming and, and how to be able to support other artists in the community.
um, an ideal future for me would be able to build a community that is able to sustain itself um, creatively and uh, in ways where spaces are provided for everyone and by everyone meaning um, you know people with disabilities uh, people who are um, immigrants who have who are you know black indigenous uh, people of color uh, people of different genders um, basically a really completely inclusive uh, community that is able to sustain itself creatively I think that would be you know like the future that that I, I, I am dreaming of. I feel like with my personal work, I'm making that for myself, like from my own research and from my own, to satisfy that, that voice inside my head, because it is also my personal work and my way of decolonizing myself. So I think that that's where my community, the Philippine X Artists of Houston comes along and, and having a space like the Alif Art House, you know, comes along as well because, you know, with the Philippine X Artists of Houston, we're also trying to collaborate with other communities and not only, you know, with Filipinos and mainly Filipinos, but we're also trying to, you know, collaborate and, and do projects together and in, in how we can together fight problems like racism or, or transphobia or, you know, homophobia especially for undocumented folks. And then for the art house, you know, basically providing a space, even for folks, you know, not being judgmental of like where folks are in their career, like being able to have, have a space where they can promote or they can express their creativity, you know, with, with the guidance of, a community that already exists around it. Those are the two things that will kind of achieve or help achieve that, that future that, that I dream of. Before this whole pandemic happened, uh, I was trying to work with local high schools within Aleph and, and try to showcase like whoever was going above and beyond those homework, you know, in, in art classes you know, and, and be able to kind of start that conversation of is art like a career that you're looking into and you're having problems with trying to convince your parents, you know, kind of thing. And then also trying to be a mentor in a way um, because I also have the backing of some art institutions here in Houston. So, you know, being able to be a, a source of guidance is is one of the goals of the art house and being in the community where, where we're in right now. It's really important that we really dig into something that we're passionate about or a conversation that we've been having that we haven't had any type of courage to bring out or how to execute something. Um, because like for the Aleaf Art House, I really just wanted to have an art space in Aleaf and, you know, I'm not a great writer either. So being able to like reach out to 
some friends and see like you know just having conversations basically um and then maybe help them look over whatever your application is um you know then then you know then go for that um because it's always good to um to look outside of ourselves and 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 seek guidance on 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 a lot of things you know like just even like with just an art application or if you want a project done um but most importantly i believe that anything personal is always the best way to express ourselves because if it's not personal then you know that thing is going to exhaust itself quickly um and I, and i'm just speaking from experience i've made work which didn't even speak to me at all and and i've quickly had to paint over them right away and it's the most that i've struggled with but when it was something personal you know i know the story i know what i'm talking about um it just comes out easily <laughs> if you'd like to see more of matt's work please visit mattmanalo.com that's m a t t m a n a l o.com this episode was written and produced by me Joni Whitworth and edited by Matt Larimer if you have any questions or feedback about the show please feel free to reach out at futureprairie.com or on social media at futureprairie